Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. such thing as death life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. That we can just point our fingers at them and laugh and just not take them seriously. Just walk away. It's, yeah. We're in this system because we keep playing their game. And if we could just point at them and laugh, we win. Yeah, if we point at them and laugh, take our ball and walk the other way, they don't have a fucking game to play. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your weekly episode of My Third Eye. Uh, this week I have Juan from Bricks in the Wall podcast. So I highly suggest you go over, give him a five-star rating and review and go listen to his content. Uh, this guy puts out some good good stuff and always love talking with him. Uh, he's been on the tavern uh, once in the past. This episode was recorded months ago. Uh, the weather was still hot. So, uh, you know, that's just how I roll over here. You know, I, I don't know when some of these episodes are going to be released, but uh, I like to sit down with guests and record. So having said all that, make sure you go over to purepetwellness.com and enter Ghost at checkout for 20% off your entire order. They are a family CBD pet company, and I use these products with my pets almost daily, mainly with my uh, my pity mix. Uh, helps her. Also, if you want ad-free content, ad-free, go over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up. You, there's a three and five dollar tier. Five dollar gets you more bang for the buck, and it's only two bucks more. 
highly, highly, highly suggested. Um, ads are going to be rolling in on on this platform that I'm on now, and you know, gotta gotta make some money. I can't thank the Patreons enough for the upgraded microphone and uh, mixer. You guys uh, have been supporting me for months, and was finally able to pull the trigger on upgrading some audio stuff. So thank you. I can't thank you guys enough. And, uh, you know, keep supporting. I love it. Uh, interact with me. Uh, ask me questions, whatever you want to do. You know, I'm here for you. I am here for the Patreons. So enough of that. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, enjoy this episode. And again, if you want the full length episode without ads, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast till next week i will see oh nope this ain't that episode haha <laughs> just teasing <laughs> see you next week all right guys welcome back to another fun episode uh today i'm joined by juan from truth in media and he's the host of bricks in the wall podcast so uh how you doing today brother i'm doing great buddy thanks for having me on Yes, I think the last time we talked was a few months ago. I you were at, you made an appearance at the at the tavern, and uh, I heard you on you made it to the Monday Night Master Debater. So it's nice to see you getting yeah. around. Yeah, I got on with Janet too. She was my first one. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Can't complain. You know, weather's been been decent up here in Pennsylvania. The humidity's kind of dropped out of the air, which is always a big plus. But, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, man, it's sunshine and, you know, everything's every day is a good day, I guess you could say. That's great. That's awesome. I love that. How are things with you? Great, great. I just got off work, picked up my daughter, uh, got ready for this. Like I said earlier, I'm kind of basically naked in my garage here in Texas. It's hot as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I talked to Ryan a, uh, a lot and he's out in Arizona. And I was stationed in New Mexico, and I missed the dry heat. I didn't have my allergies weren't as bad. You know, you walk in the shade; it was a lot cooler. Humidity out here sucks. I, I, I never got used to it. You know, I, I was born in Wyoming and, and grew up in Idaho till I was about ten or eleven, and then we moved out here. I, I fucking hate the humidity. Yeah, but, that's but the humidity. Dry, the dry like you heat. Said, you could be in the super hot, dry, but you'll you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, but. I don't know. Sometimes it'll be like 88 degrees here with a, a real feel of like 106 because of the, the humidity. And ugh, you just, you walk out your front door and you're just sweating right out the gate. Right. Like, oh, I hate it. Yeah. It's gross. So, uh, so what do you want to talk about, about today? Well, um, I don't know, since we're doing a kind of a swap cast um, on my show, Bricks in the Wall, um, I could just get, guess, give, give a brief info in, intro about it. Um, I started it. Back, um, I've always been into podcasts. Um, I actually started, I used to work nights at a machine shop so we could listen to music, but I, got, I was getting tired of radio and contemporary mainstream music. So I started listening to speeches like uh, Martin Luther King and uh, Kennedy and, and Martin Luther, I mean, Malcolm X and all these speakers who were really speaking about freedom and truth. And that, that just really fascinated me. So I was on this app called A-Track and it was kind of like Pandora where you can type in different keywords and it'll spit out different playlists. So I put motivational speakers and stuff like that. And eventually I stumbled into Joe Rogan. And this was back in the day when, you know, he was very conspiratorial and he was talking about all this awesome, interesting stuff. 
he, he's kind of changed now, but um, oh, yeah. so I started following him and listening to his podcast. And then I started thinking, I wonder if there's people like me who are into this truther community who are doing podcasts. And so I, I, I found this one, um, these two podcasts, one of them was called Red Pill 2051. Mm-hmm. And that was basically red pilling people about the truth of globalization and what all the corporations want to do and to make a new world order, essentially. And that one's great. I actually talked with that guy. We started talking and I had him on my podcast. And the other one that's really good, I'm sure. Have you heard of Mark Passio? I have not. He's a great truther. Um, and he had to show what on earth is happening. And he's an ex-Satanist. And I just got done hearing your episode with Zachary. Mm. Man, that episode was fire, bro. Well, Y'all go you. listen to that episode. It's this last episode before this one, probably. But yeah, he was an ex-Satanist and he became a Christian. And he starts his podcast in a way of, he starts from the basics. Like he explains how language is, is false. Then he explains how colors are used to trick the psychology of the mind, basically mm. giving you an intro course into this truther movement. And I thought that was amazing. And then he offers this, um, if you send them like 20 bucks in a, te- in a, like a memory card, he'll give you like terabyte size videos and lectures and all kinds of stuff to learn. Oh, nice. So I learned so much from him. What's the name and of that then, podcast again? What on earth is happening? He just started back up again, but man, if you could get him on, bro, he's, he's a shit. I learned a lot from him. And the one thing I always remember from him is saying, and he would always say something, he would say, um, people would much rather run a hundred miles in the opposite direction than to stare at truth in the face. And it's true. It is. The the last thing people want to hear is the truth. Yeah. So they're afraid of getting their egos hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, the ego. And so I would just think, man, I, I wonder if I could ever have a podcast, but I was always so shy and I felt like I didn't have a voice. And I kind of felt like Moses, you know, whenever Moses, God was telling him to go speak, he would question God and say, Me, why me? Because Joseph used to stutter. He was he had a stuttering problem. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really speak correctly. And he would tell God, Why, why do you want me to speak? I can't even talk correctly. And just God kept telling him, go do it. I will work through you and I will make the words come out. And so I started maybe dabbling in it, thinking about it. And I, I would always hang out with my buddy, Andrew. And I'm so glad that I have somebody like him in my life because he's somebody that I can bounce these type of ideas and not be labeled as cuckoo or crazy or, you know, <laughs> yeah. all these labels they try to throw at you. And we would talk for like hours, smoking a, a blunt, just chilling, talking about all kinds of metaphysical spiritual new world order all this stuff and i was like hell yeah this is what my podcast can be just me and you chilling and we just press record and just do what we always do and so we started doing it a little bit before the the whole pandemic but um we stopped and then i got this whole download of this idea for my show which would be bricks in the wall and i borrowed this concept from roger waters of pink floyd Mm -hmm. um after they hit it really big from doing that last album, Dark Side of the Moon, their crowds were enormous and huge and the stadiums were larger and larger and louder. And Mr. Rogers, he didn't like that. He was like a old school avant-garde type of style guy. He just wanted the people to sit there quietly and like clap like at, like if they're at the golf course. He, he, right. want, he didn't like all the rockers like partying and all that, which come on, man, you're a rock star. And so he was real upset one night and one of the 
groupies from from them that was traveling with them said hey how about you talk to this psychologist maybe he can help you ease ease this pain out or whatever and so the roger explains to the therapist that he wishes he could build a brick wall between him and the audience because he didn't want to look at them he didn't want to see them he just wanted to perform and he didn't even really want to hear the screams and all of that and so i remember that story one night after i was just chilling smoking a fat blunt it clicked. I said, oh, a brick wall. Hmm, that's interesting. It's 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 kind of reminiscent to all the lies and all the conspiracies and all the half-truths that they tell us. And there are these metaphorical bricks that they stack in front of you in your mind that keep you from the truth. And so my podcast, the whole concept of it is, of it is to show people that there are these bricks and we ourselves are the ones that actually lay them down by accepting all of the things that society and people tell us. So essentially by believing what we hear from outside sources, we construct these barriers and these walls and we keep ourselves from reaching self-actualization and truth. And so essentially my whole podcast is giving you the tools and the knowledge so that you yourself can destroy that wall and see what's on the other side. That's all, that's awesome because a lot of you it was kind of like me you know what i mean uh i i didn't have really have many people to talk to about conspiracies or 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 anything you know whatever the topic may be i could talk to my wife a little bit um here and there but you know to an extent you know this and that and i just always kind of was like nobody cares to hear what i have to say you know what i mean and one day i was just like you know i, I had a friend tell me you know probably about a year a year to a year and a half before I started my podcast, he's like, just because I asked him, I was like, do you, do you have any other podcasts, you know, recommendations? Because I was just getting into it. This was like three, three, maybe four years ago now. About yeah, about three years ago. And he was like, dude, just start your own. And I was like, I, I can't start my own. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And you know, later on, after discovering different uh, podcasts and this and that, I, I, I reached out to uh, uh, now a really good friend, Ryan Dean from Dangerous World podcast uh-huh. and asked him hey can you help me you know get started you know i don't even know what to do you know and he yeah help me and it, it's funny because we just did uh a bonus like a patreon episode uh just talking about like um indoctrination uh on on like a, a college level and within the military because i'm, I'm a veteran and uh we we jumped all over the place you know we dabbled into a little bit of religion in that episode and i had brought up uh a few topics about some the mormon religion and, and what have you just of stuff that i have heard on other podcasts that have been going down um uh, a, a certain hole on not necessarily the mormon religion but that's where uh their research was was steering uh their their you know discovery you know they were looking up a uh, skinwalker ranch and what have you and well, apparently I pissed off his one Mormon friend and he, he's like, I lost all hope for ghosts or, or all, all respect for ghosts. He needs to do more than five minutes research, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Ryan was, was telling me this and I, and I just kind of chuckled and I was like, I even didn't even say it like all Mormons are this way. You know what I mean? I was like, it's usually the upper echelon, this and that. And uh, I just tell my wife and she goes, and you're not mad. I said, no, why should I be? She's like, you are not the person you were a year ago, you know, almost, almost going on a year ago when you started your podcast, you would have taken that so personally and 
gotten so pissed off and just internalized it. And now you just, Hey, it is what it is. You know, I don't know these people. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm, I'm a full advocate of freedom of speech. You know, there's going to be times I'm, I'm going to be told the truth and not going to want to hear it. You know what I mean? But I need, but I need to hear the truth. And, you know, and so like you start in yours saying, you know, I, not not knowing really if you had a voice or whatever, I was in the same exact boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think everyone has a voice. Everyone has a thing, a gift, a talent, and it's just a matter of seeing past that brick wall and realizing that everyone has this, and it's been given us to us by God to share it and spread it throughout the world. Let me read you this one quote because I know you often mention that the Book of Thomas should be in the Bible, and it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So there's this one quote that I like to remind people. It goes like this. If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. However, if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. And that's this whole thing of we all have, we can all be rock stars of something. It can even be playing either golf or delivering mail. You could be the best at something, but it's just you have to go out there and actually set your stake on the ground and go for it and do it. And a lot of people just like, like Sam Tripoli says, they go for the low hanging fruit, the easiest path that they can go and navigate through. That's what they take. They don't want to take a risk or they don't want to challenge themselves. And, and I always wonder, what is that? What do you think that is? Why is there people who are like, not, not, I'm not exalting us, but there's people who, who wake up and realize what's going on and actively want to help create some type of change. And what's, what is it that there's other people that they just kind of like, like Tripoli says, just go on and take the, the, the quickest exit. Well, I think it's kind of like how I, I, I told my wife one time, you know, she, and, and I've, I've, I've shared this story a few times, either, either on the tavern or, or other episodes, but you know, we, we'd had a conversation and she's like, I, the stuff you look into, um, you know, whether it be like dark side of Disney or, or what take, pick, pick your conspiracy or, or pick, pick whatever you want to look into. It doesn't necessarily need to be conspiracy. It just, you know, truth-based, whatever she goes, it, it kind of scares me. And I looked at her and I said, do you know why? And she goes, no, why? I said, because you're afraid that if you look into that, it's going to shatter everything that you've been taught your whole life from being a child till now. And a lot of people do not want that. You know what I mean? They, they just, nope, I'd rather just believe Disney's a good place and, and go about my business because I had good memories of Disney, you know, as a kid and to, to hear that, you know, there's some nefarious shit that goes on with Disney, you know, and that's just one, one area uh, I'm picking because that was the conversation my wife and I were having. And she was just like, you know, I, I, I think you're kind of right. She's like, you know, I, I can, I can listen to you to a point, but then, you know, there, there's, there's sometimes you, you start to get a little too deep and, and at, at the end of the day, it, it scares, it scares your own personal beliefs, but it also, you know, it'll challenge your ego and your ego does not want to let certain things go right, be, right. because it, the ego wants control to make you feel a certain way. And if, and, and I'm not a big advocate for, for killing your ego, but you have to, I guess, put your ego in check sometimes, you know, like, like training a dog, you know, Hey, you can't shit in the house. You have to shit outside, you know? So you got to train your ego 
hey, you're not shitting in me. If you want to sh- take a shit, take it outside because, you know, I, I'm a free conscious human being. I, I, I want to learn. And sometimes I have to step out of my comfort zone to do that. And it, it's not always the easiest thing in the world to do, you know, such sure. as starting a podcast. I, I used to get sweaty, sweaty hands, you know, doing yeah, interviews. And I, I was like, and, and it would always take me back to the, you know, the Eminem's eight mile song, you know, he's got palms are sweaty, you know, this and that. And I'm like, how the fuck do people get sweaty palms? I, that never fucking clicked. I, but I'd never been in a situation where I was nervous on that degree. You know what I mean? And one day I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the fuck? man, my fucking hands are sweating and I'm doing an interview. And it's like, you know, first couple and I'm just like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden it clicked. It's like, you're nervous. Mm-hmm. Now, now embrace this nervousness mm-hmm. and accept it and now run with it. And now it's like, I look forward to talking to new people. You know what I mean? Before I would never talk to new people. I wouldn't even talk to strangers in a supermarket, but you know, I may give a, you know, a head nod and hi, that's about it. You know, but now, you know, I love talking to people right. and it's like, man, I've missed out on this. You know, 40 some years of my life. This, this is nuts. <laughs> Right. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. Like earlier, I was at work kind of rethinking about the things we could talk about. And it's kind of like podcasting is kind of synonymous with writing. You kind of really get to know who you are and you figure out how to concisely put things to where you don't sound like an idiot. Mm -hmm. But you really like I feel now after all of this talking that I've done with strangers and people that I love, that's kind of taken away my fear of public speaking. That's one of the things that most people are terrified. If you were to ask them, what's your biggest fear? It would be to speak in public. And right now we're doing that. Essentially, uh, hundreds of people are listening to us all the time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could go up, you know, I've always been trying to wanted to try stand up, but I've been so nervous. But now that I've been doing this, I feel very confident. I'm just still need something to push me over that edge. But to go back earlier with what you were saying, that how your wife gets scared, you know, that kind of brings me back to what Mark Passio said. The people would rather run 100 miles in the opposite direction than to stare at the truth. Because like you said, if you shatter their paradigm, then that means they have to start from scratch. They have Mm -hmm. to reevaluate everything and nobody really likes to work. But that's one of the things that I also always bring up. Erase everything you think you know. Start from scratch. Assume you don't know the, the shape of the earth and go look for yourself. Assume you don't know their spirituality and go out there and test the waters. Like assume you know nothing and start from zero and confirm for yourself doing your own research, what you believe is true. Absolutely. You could not have said that any better. And, you know, I brought up the, the dark side of Disney episode that I did with Matt from the great deception. That was his whole purpose. When he started looking into it was to debunk all this, you know what I mean? And, and he found himself not being able to, and it, it started leading to other truths and other facts and, and this and that, and that it evolved into, you know, this, this big, long re, you know rabbit hole that he went down, but it all started as of, okay, I'm going to erase the slate and I'm going to de- go in and debunk everything of these, you know, conspiracy theories that we hear about Disney and he, he, he couldn't debunk them. You know what I mean? They started coming true and he's like, oh <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But, 
So um, on my show, I like to ask, like, so on my show, I like to just meet random, normal, everyday people who kind of already have their toe in the water and already have an idea. And it's interesting because on Instagram, you can really get a sense of a person by what they post. On Reddit, not so much because you got to mm -hmm. read for their stuff. But on Instagram, you can very quickly tell if somebody really know, at least has an idea of what's going on. So I like to go poking around and see people who know some stuff. And I've had people who study cymaticism, um, a guy who heals people through sound called sound baths. Um, uh, I actually had this one woman, um, Etheric Odyssey. Y'all should go check her out. She does um, music videos in London. And she was telling me a story on one of my episodes of how she was going to do this music video with this artist who had already paid her up front and everything and said she wanted to do this ritualistic dance with one of her best friends and so the story goes on and come to find out that artist's best friend is the leader of a satanic church in london Ooh. so what they wanted to do the artist was saying they started really getting into it they kind of wanted to get really close with her so she could really kind of accept quickly but she she thought about it so they told her okay this is a dance we want to do and the dance they wanted to do was this um satanic dance that they've done in a uh, freemason halls and it has to do with this chair i'm sure maybe you've seen that video where this woman is she's in this uh, freemason chamber and she's doing like this sexual dance around a chair and that's what she wanted to do and take this she wanted to record the video inside the satanic church and so uh, my friend etheric she was like oh hell no man she kind of like brushed it off slowly and said i'll think about it and she was talking to her partner about it and then her partner was telling telling her, hey, babe, don't you see that this is all the stuff you're always talking about? Like, don't you see how caught up you're in the moment and you almost want to say yes? And she was thinking about it and the lights in the room started flickering, which never happens. Mm. And she thought about it. I was like, oh, shit, I'm really getting reeled and sucked into this. This is how this happens. You know, even to people who know about it get entranced by this whole mystical cold type of stuff that kind of sucks you in. And she returned the money and said, no, nah, we're not doing this. Yeah. So that's basically what my podcast. I like to just get random people. And I've been very blessed by the people that I meet. They're actually pretty interesting. So y'all go find me. It's Bricks in the Wall. You can find me on Spotify. But on my show, I like to ask people how they wake up. So I would like to ask you, uh, Ghost, how did you come to your process of awakening? Uh, I, I'm going to give you the answer that I give everybody. Uh, I've always kind of just since I could remember, even as a little kid, just always been intrigued by the, the what if, and, you know, as a little kid, it started with Bigfoot. You know, I, I grew up in, in Idaho and, you know, you, I, we would, I remember be going camp and, oh, I heard there's, you know, Bigfoot over in Washington and Oregon and stuff like that. And, you know, and as a kid, you know, you oh, you know, you want to believe or whatever, and you get scared, try to, you know, scare your friends that, you know, while you're camping or what have you and UFOs and, you know, and then eventually, you know, I remember sitting on a, a Masonic temple. Uh, it wasn't a huge one, but uh, in this small town that I live, live in or lived in out here in Pennsylvania, we were sitting on the front steps or whatever. It was downtown. And uh, my buddy and I were talking and we're like, yeah, I heard if you talk bad about the Masons, you know, they make you disappear. We're like, really? Yeah. You know, so I've always kind of been into like the conspiracy and the, 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 stuff that just could be true but might not you know might be rumor 
and mm-hmm. then eventually you know down the road I, I came across behold a pale horse and uh started reading that book and a lot of it at the time was going over my head but but now after you know listening to different podcasts and stuff and it a lot of it comes back and it's like oh yeah i remember reading that in that book and now someone's actually taken a, a piece out of it and like really looked into numerology or or ufos or you know it, you know the t- take your pick on right. on you know whatever uh topic and so i I've, i wouldn't say i was always awake awake i i was always intrigued but i don't know i i can't say 9-11 woke me up because i was i was already really into conspiracies then but it, it was a big one that as an adult at the time it was like something just ain't fucking right here and you start looking into it and you start looking at the footage and then you start you know, looking back and shit was doctored and then, you know, reports of, oh, they did blow up uh, building seven. And then you see the, the plane that's supposed to fly into. Uh, I apologize. My dogs are barking. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the Pentagon and what have you. And it, there's no way that was a, a, a big jumbo you know, passenger jet flying that fucking low and, and hitting the building just like a fucking missile, you know, and then then you start looking into. Uh, other conspiracies you know you know why was that i forget the flight number of the civilian uh, uh passenger shit. plane that was shot down by the 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 air force and oh right the one that it, landed in pennsylvania well no no this was this was uh i think this might have been after 9 11 oh uh, but it, it was a civilian uh airline and it, there's reports that it was shot down. It wasn't shot down. It had engine failure, but it went down over the, the, the ocean. There were, were no survivors, you know, no bodies were found and, and, you know, shit like that. And then like going back to Shanksville, you know, fl- flight 93, well, start looking into the number 93 and its relation with, uh, philemic, uh, magic. And it, it's like, and all the tail numbers somehow add up. I don't know it a hundred percent off off my brain you know what i mean i'd have to look it up and, and have it in front of me again but you know it's just there's so many ritualistic components to what happened on 9-11 that you start now uh going forward from that date you look at the shooting uh that happened you know back in you know in uh, down in texas i've drawn a blank on the name of the town uh, uvalde or something something like that and where's this kid get this money and all this and da 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 da. and then you know sandy hook or or you know name a mass shooting you know it's just it's all weird and then you hear other things like um i was listening to a podcast the other day and the lady was supposedly in the secret space program was abducted and what have you and she claims, you know, these mass shooters and, and goes back all the way to, you know, maybe even Kennedy that um, that they have been abducted and have been put through this MK Ultra, And then at, at a certain point, they're activated. They don't even know what activates them. And they go and do this with mm-hmm. the help of the government. And I don't know. So long story short, um, I've always been kind of awake, but I'm always prying my my third eye open every day yeah. you know what i mean yeah. further and further you know I, that that's my third eye is 
is not just a spiritual reference, but it's, it, it's a reference to, you know, I want to know the truth. I, you know, does Bigfoot exist? Are aliens real? Uh, you know, I, I want to know if our government was behind 9-11. You know, I, I want to know it all, you know. It, so that, that's just kind of kind of where I come from at. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't I can't really. And I, and I feel bad because I, I love hearing people be. Yes, it was this that woke me up. And it's like, I don't know. I just always had this mindset. I don't know why. I just always did. Right. True. And I think what I'm realizing more and more is not one moment that triggers it. It's Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill it's more like a process is of awakening and it, it's usually mostly since you're a kid similarly with me um, my dad would take me to the library and i would run to that section like you said with the ufos bigfoot aliens all of that stuff just fascinated me and also similarly like sam tripoli would also say that he wanted to be a comedian before a comedian he knew what a comedian was so when I was a kid, my favorite time was lunchtime. I couldn't wait to go to the lunchroom and sit with my best friends. And I would kind of try to bring up these topics of, do you think aliens exist? What do you think about Bigfoot, man? Like try to push and steer the conversation around that. Because, man, I would just be left in amazement and wonder and just seeking and questioning. And so as before, before we did this podcast, I was thinking about what should we talk about? And since I like to ask people how they woke up, I kind of told typed up this little sketch or program right here we can talk about that I've kind of figured out the three things I can kind of pin it down of what are the process of awakening. Hmm. And I guess I can give my story through that and just kind of give uh, the people kind of maybe a better view or idea of how to help wake others up because you can't go around and tell people, hey, 9-11 is not true. No. You got to drop seeds. It's got to come from a compassionate place where you're, you're you love them and you're not trying to break their mind you, you're just trying to show them the way and, and yeah. you got to do it slowly and likely it was like me too when I was a kid I had insomnia and a super high, hyperactive mind and I still do and I think that's part of the reason that I smoke weed if I don't my mind would just start if I'm driving and I'm and I'm not like dosed or anything I will start thinking about how many street signs there are, where the metal came from, how mm. the road was paved. Like my mind just can't, I have to train and actively meditate and try to like let go of my thoughts because if not, they'll take over. So mix that in when in, with insomnia as a little kid, I would lay in bed just wondering, questioning what comes after death, are witches real? Um, <laughs> and so then one of the main times that uh, I came to this process of awakening was, was when I confirmed that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy were murdered and it was my parents keeping their legacy alive. So it was this whole idea of, my God, if we've been lied to about this silly stuff, what else are we being lied to? Exactly. And so just questioning and questioning. And then now when I try to type up this little program, I remembered how have you seen Westworld? I have not. I don't okay, get a chance uh, to watch too much TV anymore. But, it's a uh, great show and it's very uh satanic. It's literally the satanic plan that they want to implement. 
So there's this park called Westworld, and in it are these robots that look like humans. And rich people can go in there and play like they're in, in the Western world back in the day. So you can go and shoot these robots. You can rape them. You can kill them. You can do all kinds of sick debauchery stuff. But eventually one robot, the main, the main robot called Dolores, she starts to wake up and she starts to remember. Because at the end of every night, they erase the robot's memories, fix all their wounds, all their cuts, and put them back in the, ro- back in the game for the next day. And so this one robot, the main character, Dolores, she remembers all of this and she starts to gain consciousness and she starts to realize that she's a robot and that she's in some type of world that's not real. Mm-hmm. So it's very synonymous to The Matrix and The Truman Show in that they know something's off, but they don't know what is it, what it is. And so later throughout the show, the guy who created these robots, his name was Ford. He created these robots and he figured out that the way to make a robot conscious is that you um, you let them experience suffering and you let them remember it. Because once you experience suffering, it makes me think right now also synonymously with the Buddhist, what they would say that life is suffering and that if you can acknowledge this, then you can actually get rid of yourself of suffering. So in the show... Uh, he explains that that's the answer to consciousness, to experience suffering. So with that, I want to start these three steps that I feel that will lead to that process of awakening. Mm. And so to start, I want to give a shout out to my dad because I I feel very blessed. I have him, had him as a dad and still have him. And he taught me a lot. And one of the main things he taught me that really kind of started to crack my brain was when we were little, um, Spanish is my first language. So he would tell me, you have to learn English. You have to learn English. Go watch English TV. Learn as, learn English because learning another language, you're essentially learning a whole nother world. You're experiencing a whole nother culture, a whole nother uh, universe where you can learn from both of them. And then that kind of really motivate me. And so from there, I would think, holy shit, well, there's not just Spanish and English. There's uh, Mandarin, French, German, any kind and all kinds of cultures. And if you could just experience all of them, you would have a much better understanding of what it is to be a human. So with that, the first thing on this list is observation. So that's what it was. I observed that there's not just my culture in Spanish, there's people living in different parts of the world, experiencing different troubles and pains, and that we're all sort of the same. So, and that's very synonymous with um, traveling or taking psychedelics or overthinking in bed. You just observe, you look that there's things going on that don't make sense. And then from there, we go to the number two, which would be seeking the unknown. And I kind of briefly mentioned this earlier that as a kid, you and I would seek for the unknown, uh, Bigfoot, aliens, UFOs, all of that stuff. So the first instance that I got to start my Instagram that y'all should go check out. It's called truth.in.media is where I try to post series or little truth nuggets that they will put on TV or in songs or in any type of media that if you can really get a sense and examine it, they're telling you the truth in a way. And if you can just integrate that and use it, you have a much better grip on how to navigate this realm. So have you seen the movie uh, Small Soldiers? No, I don't believe so. I, is okay. that, that's an older movie, isn't it? Very, yeah, about 22 years old. 
Yeah. So um, this. Well, there is a good chance I might have seen it. I do not remember it, though. You know what I mean? So this was the first instance that I remember seeing truth in media. And it's crazy how I still remembered it. And I'll play a clip right now to explain what I mean. So in this movie, there's some military scientists who create this microchip and they put it on these toy soldiers and these toy soldiers become alive and they're conscious. That's weird, kind of like Westworld. So they're conscious and they they have two series of toys. So they have the military uh, toys and then they have these other group of toys called the Gorgonites. And they're these type of forest dwellers who survive by hiding. And the mission of the toys, soldier military toys is to seek out and destroy the Gorgonites. So the whole movie plays out where they're fighting against each other and eventually, spoiler alert for a 22-year-old movie, <laughs> the Gorgonites win. They destroy the, the toy soldiers. And so at the end, the kid who was helping the Gorgonites, Alan, he gives the Gorgonites a boat so that they, they can take off on this river and find Gorgon, their homeland. And the kid's kind of telling them, but how do you know you're going to find it? You're not going to find it, like kind of try to, telling them to stop. And so this is the little uh, scene that stuck with me forever. And Thank you, Alan. I'm going to play for you. And this is what really got me to observe and seek the unknown. So check this out. All right. They're on this little lake, and he gave them the boat, and they're about to sell off and find Gorgon. Okay. You sure you guys want to do this? Yes, Alan. It is time. Archer, I I understand why, but you know you might not find Gorgon. It, it may not even. Even if you can't see something, it doesn't mean it isn't there. And so that quote, just because you can't see something doesn't mean it's not there. So that blew my mind, like to all the possibilities. Yeah, I may not see Bigfoot or the aliens or ghosts, but they probably do exist and they're out there. And it's just a a matter of seeking and looking for it. And ever since then, I've noticed that in movies, they'll put little things like that, which I call truth nuggets. Mm -hmm. And then I try to post them or share them to people to kind of open their eye and show them, whoa, this is not just a movie. They're putting ideas in your head for a reason. And um, do you ever, you, you say you don't really watch TV, but do you ever get a sense that sometimes maybe some messages do get through to help people? There's a good possibility. <clears throat> I mean, in my personal humble opinion, I think they're far and few between. Uh, every mm-hmm. now and again, you'll have a, a, a movie come out. I'm not going to put the newest Matrix in there, but I think the original, you know, three three part series. I think that 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 was a good uh, kind of a, a truth nugget, you know, to to what could be real. You know what I mean? Could this really be a Matrix? Could we really just be, you know, in this cog and 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 you know, need to wake up? M- maybe not be like neo but but pull the plug and and just whoa you know here we are and this is you know what you know real reality looks like so right. I, I don't know but it, to me i think they're far and few between right yeah it's to, i agree most of it is a programming to prime your mind to to accept their worldview but like mm-hmm. i said i find these very rare truth nuggets that i'll put in my pocket and carry with me because i feel like they do help me understand better and see kind of not their point of view but where they're coming from oh absolutely 
so yeah, well, that that was a good quote yeah the, the the movie does sound so familiar i'll have to, i'm uh, sure you've seen it it's it was a big movie back then yeah small soldiers check it out uh, it has that uh, Kristen dunce when she was a little girl okay so it probably came out probably not too long after like uh not vampire diaries uh va- what was the one that she was in with brad pitt and tom cruise about vampires oh shit i don't know oh fuck but she she was just a little girl in that one but yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's another thing you'll notice like don't we have these child actors go their whole life in hollywood and like when i was listening to that episode you did with zachary man it makes me think like he was talking about yeah all these actors all these celebrities all these sports people they sell their souls to get skills and talents and mm-hmm. so they, they can perform in the main stage yeah yeah it's crazy that i was so nervous going into that that episode just because of you know his background and and i was like man i don't need you know an attachment i know he he's not into that now and, and what have you and in the beginning i don't know i, I could tell i was nervous because i listened back to it a little bit today and i was like man why you know i wasn't really talking but i, I was letting him tell a story but towards the end uh we, we started to kind of, you know, I started to kind of loosen up and, and what have you. And um, let, uh, when, when I emailed him the the final production of, of that episode, you know, I, I put in there and he, he doesn't get back right away because of his health and what have you. I said, I'd love to have you back on just to chop it up about anything you want, because I think, you know, it, his mindset, and my mindset are <laughs> kind of a lot of alike on, on some of the things that we believe in and, and what have you. And, you know, he, 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 he's a nice guy. Yeah. You know, had a great sense of, uh, you know, personality to him and humor. And, yeah. but like you said, you know, the stuff that he went through and, 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 and help some of these celebrities, you know, go do bestiality and pedophilia just to be famous, to be on stage is like, wh- why, like, why, why would you do that? Right. And I feel similarly, like, why would you go and talk to a guy like that? But then again, I think it's amazing that you did because, the most important thing is the testimony he gives because at the end of the day, now he's working for the good guys. He's mm-hmm. trying to like help people open them up to the spiritual world. And that's another thing I like to tell people. Like, I know you're a spiritual person. I don't know exactly what your beliefs are, but I, I think it's crazy how we have people who believe in atheism or who don't believe in any, any God. And that's right. kind of the ultimate plan of what the people who are in control want. And if y'all just want any proof that there is some type of creator, well, first of all, you can see it in nature. If you just pay oh, attention, totally. nature will tell you that there's a creator. But um, I listened to this one episode from Ryan. I think he just put it out. Uh, Ryan Dean, uh, y'all go check out his podcast, Dangerous World Pod. Go check him out. He's badass. Uh, he was talking about Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of this one documentary I watched. You should check it out. I think you'd love it. It's five hours long. It's by this Australian rock singer who left it all because he was a Freemason and he wanted to just leave it and and follow Jesus. He puts out this five-hour documentary, and in it, he gives this um, definition of atheist. And this comes from the Freemasonic Encyclopedia. You know, the people ruling the world, guys, all the people who are on TV, celebrities, politicians, all the people kind of giving giving the narrative of this life and this world. This is what they believe an atheist is. This is the definition. One who does not believe in the existence of God. Such a state of mind can only arise from the ignorance of stupidity or a corruption of principle 
since the whole universe is filled with the moral and physical proofs of a creator. So the people who rule the world themselves are telling you, yes, we acknowledge that there's a creator, but then you look into what they really believe in. They, they believe in some pretty dark stuff, but guys, it's very important that y'all realize that there is a God and that there, the things that you do in this life and the actions that you do will reflect on how you are. I don't know how you will put it. Te- um, how you are scored in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the Egyptians when they mummify people, they would take the brain out to them. The brain was just another organ and they right. understood that thinking was just another sense. And they detached themselves from that. And they knew that their thoughts are not who they are. So when they would uh, mummify people, they would take the brain out, but they would leave the heart in. Why do y'all think they, that they would do that? Because the heart they believed is what was used to measure how you behaved as a human in this life to see if you were a moral person to see if you treated others well, to see if you treated yourself well. And it's all in balance. And if you lived a proper life, you were granted afterlife. And um, I know how you like to push back against Christianity and the Bible. And I do too, because one would be naive to think, to not think that the Bible and uh, the truth has been corrupted. Mm. Like you said, there's books that belong in the Bible, like the book of Enoch, all the other um disciples also wrote their books but they're not in it why because they're trying to control the narrative this is censorship censorship back in the day the people in nicaea the council in nicaea was the one who determined what books were in or what books were out but if you if you research everything and um not be afraid and just be willing to see the truth you'll see that wow it's weird how the book of enoch talks about these fallen angels who came to earth and taught men how to create uh, weapons taught women how to uh, deceive men through makeup or through witchcraft, all these dark arts that essentially brought men down from their high conscience state. If you research all that other alternative stuff, you start to piece the puzzle together and realize that, man, damn, we've been misled our whole lives. And that quote that I'm sure y'all have heard, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to get you to not believe in him, to not Mm -hmm. believe in spirituality or God or, or I don't know if it's Jesus, the main God, or Yeshua, or who, or what, but I believe that there is two forces. There's that of love and that of hate, and ultimately, we all know love is always the answer. Everyone's always singing or raving about that, but very few people actually practice it. And so, and, and that's that's where I stand. You know what I mean? I believe there's good and there's bad. I, I believe in a divine creator. I, I I mean, look in the mirror and and you don't even have to go out into nature look in the mirror and tell me that there's not a divine creator none of us look exactly alike unless you have an identical twin but there's still going to be small details that are going to be just slightly different you know and and the the way we're made up you know what i mean like you have your own conscious way of thinking versus mine that makes us unique you know what i mean and then then you do go out in nature and you just look at all the different creatures and and everything and and what have you i just don't know if you know i guess i guess i've been really in the last couple of years really taking uh thomas jefferson's uh quote to heart and that is question everything even the very existence of god now mm-hmm. i do believe that the existence of god is real i take that a step back and is the existence of the stories we are told about every religion not just christianity you can take 
Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, Catholicism, you know, paganism, you know, take your pick. At the end of the day, I'm left thinking and believing these are all man-made theories of, 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 of what man tried to, you know, okay, to cr- help put a guideline on, on to help people be better people or a better person in order to, uh, you know, ascend to a higher place after they, they die because no one knows where we go when we die. You know right. what I mean? Uh, are we absolute energy? I, I think so, but I, I can't prove it. You know what I mean? And so I, that's where I'm left and, and, and question. And, and yes, I do push back on, on Christianity a, a little bit harder than, than most. Cause that, that's where my faith, you know, grew up in. And it's like, okay, you, you want to be the, 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 faith of truth and love then why are you lying about all these other books that you left out and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, about their meanings and what have you and right. I, I i personally think um I, I did an episode a two-part episode uh about da vinci and you know where his work was taking him and you know i i think he was kind of onto something and you know the role of what maybe mary magdalene really did play with the actual man that uh, that did walk the earth of Jesus, but I just don't think he was as divine as what um, he's made into be. You know what I mean? I, I think I think there's a there is a part of the character that that is real, but I just don't think a lot of that story is is fact based. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it was just designed to 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 make you adopt a certain way to to be a better person and now you look at where it's grown to um most of your uber religious people are the most judgmental Mm -hmm. assholes in the world and and scoff at 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 the people that jesus told them go wash the poor person's foot you know you know sit with the beggar you know heal the sick and and these people turn a blind eye to them and it's like and you call yourself a Christian, you know what I mean? But and you hear that a lot, you know what I mean? And I don't want to dog on, on Christianity by all means. I, I say it all the time. I don't care what religion you find or, or path of spirituality you find. If it makes you a better person and it personally helps you do it, practice it all day long. I don't care if you, you think that, you know, your computer mouse somehow makes you do things better and you act a, in a holier way to get closer to, to the creator. I don't give a shit that, that that's between you and your mouse. You know what I mean? If it makes you a good person, cool. Right. Yeah. And I have a couple of contentions also with Christianity, even though I grew up in the church, but my main ones is that Jesus claims to say, I'm the only way like you have to go through me and it's like come on man what about the people who didn't hear about you in North America and the other main contention I have is that I don't truly believe Jesus said turn the other cheek because he's the main proponent of destroying evil like if something's coming to attack you you know you got to protect yourself you're not just gonna turn the other cheek yeah that and and, uh, uh, the the stealing of a lot of other pagan and uh you know, druid beliefs that were changed just slightly to to fit the narrative of the New Testament. You know what I mean? 
like Easter, Christmas, you know, all this. It's like, you know, I get it, but, you know, at the same time, it's like you could have been more original. You know what I mean? If this was a divine, holy, holy person, you know, why are you modeling him after, you know, Egyptian faith or, you know, Hinduism or Buddhism or, you know, paganism, whatever. Well, what I like to tell people is, have you heard this whole metaphor of the the blind man and the elephant? Mm, I might have. Uh, So this is how I like to kind of um, disarm people when they want to come and say that their religion is the way. So Mm -hmm. like you were mentioning earlier, all these religions are just people's way of trying to describe or interpret God in a sense or help them, like you said, uh, get a grip and a guide guideline on how to live your life. But there's this metaphor of the three blind men and the elephant. And this is kind of sort of giving an insight into how religions came about. So there's this room and there's an elephant in there and come in these three blind men and they they're trying to figure out what else is in this room. They don't know because they can't see. So they go off, but what they can use their hands. So they use their sense of touching. And one of them is grabbing the trunk. And he says, wow, this feels like a snake. It's strong and long. And the other guy, he's touching the belly. And he says, wow, this feels like a wide, strong animal. It must be a well or something. And the last guy, he's, he's pulling on the tail, the tiny tail of an elef- elephant. He says, wow, this is very tiny and, and flimsy. It must be a worm. And in a sense, all these men are correct, but mm-hmm. they're coming at it from different perspectives and different ways, which would you would assume would happen if you had cultures all around the world experiencing different weather, different lives. They're trying to explain what is going on, what is this natural world I'm in, and how do I traverse through it and try to be a good conscious person? It makes a lot of sense. Right. And see, it's, yeah, that whole religion talk is like, man, I know y'all, I just love talking to people and getting the good and just not arguing because that's what they mm-hmm. want. They want us oh, to absolutely. argue between yeah. ourselves. <laughs> you know, if it's this God or this God, um, how yeah. old he was, all of this stuff is just division. What matters is it's the fucking bankers and the politicians who make this world what it is. Like mm-hmm. I always say on my podcast, normal, regular, everyday people just want to have enough food to eat. They want to have their kids be healthy and happy. They want them to be educated and they want a community. Mm-hmm. So if normal, everyday people want this. Who is making guns? Who is creating guns and missiles and jets and fighter fighter uh, tanks and all of this stuff that's to destroy and why? And then if you really follow the, the money and the trail, you'll see that it comes from these people who are uh, injecting us with fear and it's all that's how they get to do all this stuff that you inject people with fear and then they basically say okay go ahead protect me you can have the power go ahead and have this military go ahead and attack these people in another nation to protect us and it's just all brainwashing that happens through the media mm-hmm. oh and it's been it, this isn't nothing new i mean you you go back to empires long before we can even you know wrap our he- heads around um they use the same tactics, you know, right. they use the, their media of the day or, you know, the, the, the warring neighbor on, on their, their front lines, you know, they're different than us. You know, they, they might, you know, want to eat our babies. So we have to go attack them and, and they could have been the most peaceful people. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's always, you know, the leader back in the day, they were Kings and some Queens, but mainly Kings and, and, and what have you. 
and that's what they used to do you know brainwash their their subservience their their peasants into thinking okay my king will keep keep me safe although i'm living in 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 squalor but Mm -hmm. you know i could be out there and i wouldn't be protected when in fact if you got away from the king and went out and lived on your own you probably would have been way better off you know what i mean And this is how they did it back in the day to give some insight. I'm sure some people might know that Shakespeare wasn't really Shakespeare. Right. But back in the day when they had these plays, they would build these theaters and it was actually free for the common poor people. It, they can all come and sit in the front and the audience. It was free. The rich people actually had to pay to get a lofty chair on top and have services. So the reason that they would have all this is to indoctrinate you. This is the, like the first television. They mm-hmm. would have their plays with their, their indoctrination and their subliminal programming. And the poor people could come and watch this and get indoctrinated freely. Meanwhile, the, the rich people who knew what all of this was came and paid just to kind of watch us be, be put in a trance. And yeah. then that's we, what they could yeah. We were their entertainment, not the entertainment on the stage. Yes. We, we were yeah. the rich people's entertainment as, exactly. but then, but us as the poor, the entertainment was on stage as we we're getting indoctrinated. You know what I mean? It's no different. You're, you, oh man, you, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah, man. That's how they do it. Like um, whenever you, you get to this high level, like these rich people, these billionaires who can buy anything, they can never spend all that money. Mm-hmm. What thrill do you get out of life? They they they've already had sex with as many people as they wanted. They watched some dark stuff. What comes after that? Well, where do I start? I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost code, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know The only bit of insight that they ever sold me I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold Every highfalutin' piece of shit Hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs Light bulbs in my head of where I might go I'm on a tightrope, walking the sedge and I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah. Fuck. And I've been wondering if, look. I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time to find lines that connect through to all their lies. They normalize a real life poltergeist to trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right. The thought's sick. I take a chance and roll my dice because something in my stomach isn't sitting right. I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light, but I can't cause fuck. I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. We batshit what we read in the covenant. It's cap. We were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. I want the power to shake shit and shift shape. Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake. We have the power to live right and get straight. But they found a way to remove this. They bitch made. Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.